Welcome to Sling Stones, a podcast with insights for the Christian journey, proudly brought to you by Healing Care Ministries. Before today's show, we'd like to tell you about an event we're hosting in Columbus, Ohio on October 6th through the 9th. This event, titled Transformed, Desire, Beauty, and the Attachment Love of God, is bringing together a rare convergence of key thought leaders representing the fields of Christian theology, modern neuroscience, clinical counseling, inner healing, and spiritual formation. At this event, we'll explore ancient biblical wisdom and modern discoveries about deep change. Among those coming to speak are Terry Wardle, whom you know well, and Dr. Kurt Thompson, a well-known psychiatrist, speaker, and author. We're also joined by Dr. Neil Seiler, Pete Kuyper, Pavi Thomas, Dr. Ann Halley, and Joseph High. You know, in a season when many of us have learned how to simply survive, we're calling together these key thought leaders to refocus our attention on how we can continue to grow, be transformed, and then create beauty around us. We would love to have you join us in person or online. To find out more or to register, you can go to healingcare.org backslash events and click on the transformed event. We'd love to see you in October. Now here is Terry with this week's episode of Slingstones. Hear these words from Psalm 91. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare, from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. You know, I think safety is one of the great core longings of every human being. We have these questions that roll inside of us about, do we have everything that we need to move through this life successfully and safely? Is there a net under us if in fact it looks like we might fall through? I think recent events and by recent, I mean over this last year, have really brought this issue of safety to the fore. And while there may be times in abundance that we don't think about safety a lot because it seems like we have all that we need, in times of difficulty, safety begins to come to the surface and we feel that anxiety and we wanna make provisions Situations like this begin to reveal to us how important it is that we know that we not only are safe, but that we will be safe. We want to know it emotionally, physically, psychologically. And I think there's a question that goes into our minds is, what do we do when the resources that do sustain us, that sustain life, or even the resources that make life enjoyable begin to come to a place of risk or, in fact, maybe threaten to run out. I think this is the run, one of the reasons that we, we look to sources of safety and support. We look to our bank accounts. We look to our jobs, our position. We look to our family. We look to our friends. 
There are times in which individuals look to the government. It seems that in some circumstances, we could face a time in life where even all of those run out, and then we're asked the question, what will we do? How will we get what we need? What will it be that keeps us safe? Now, what I want to do is I want to, I want to place this question in a biblical framework. And I do that by asking the question this way. What are you going to do when the wine runs out? You know, there's this amazing story that comes in John, the Gospel of John, chapter 2. There's a wedding. And it says, on the third day, a wedding took place at Cana. Jesus' mother was there. His disciples were there. They'd all been invited to the wedding. And then the wine ran out. Now, in our culture, that wouldn't seem to be a big deal. But in this particular culture, that would be huge, not just because people wouldn't get to enjoy themselves, but it has to do with the kind of culture they were living in, which is a shame-honor culture instead of like here in the United States, which is an innocent guilt culture. And so there's great shame that can occur to the host and to bring a certain amount of discredit even to the bride and the groom. And so Jesus' mother finds out about this. And she turns to Jesus and says, Jesus, the wine has run out. Now, the one thing that our Lord says at that point is, um, look, uh, my time has not come, but it seems that Mary didn't even listen. And she said to the servants around him, do whatever it is that Jesus asked you to do. And so what we see is that there were these six stone jars filled with water for washing each of the jars had about 20, maybe 30 gallons of water. And Jesus said, fill those jars with water. Apparently, they'd been empty. And he said, fill them to the brim. And after they did, he said, now draw it out and take it to the master of the banquet. And the master is overwhelmed because this is the most delicious wine that he has ever experienced. Now, I know that this is a story at one level in which we see the glory of Jesus revealed for the first time. And it probably took his followers by surprise. But I think there's a deeper meaning to this. And that is forcing us to address the issue in our own lives of what is it that we're going to do when the wine runs out in our lives? When all the ways in which we try to keep ourselves safe seem to be failing. What is it that we are going to do? And what the text is trying to show us is that it's at that point that we understand the grace of Christ and the generosity of Christ and how he provides for us. You see, we see in this in this story that our Lord Jesus has even authority over the elements to provide for those that are hurting 
and in need when all the other resources of life have run out and have failed them. This is why we get back to this whole issue of Acts chapter 4, verse 12, that says there's no other name by which people can experience wholeness but by the name of Jesus. This links to Colossians where Paul was writing about Christ being the authority who is over all for us. There's even a a statement in Proverbs that talks about the fact that our steps are ordered by the Lord and because they're ordered by the Lord, sometimes it's hard for us to figure out our way. But that the Lord is involved there. He is present there. And this is something that we want to really come to understand in our lives in days like this. We long for safety. We look at the ways in which we have provided for our safety. We look to other resources that we hope will in some way contribute to our safety. But there could come a time, according to Scripture, there will come times when the wine simply runs out. And at that time, the answer to our need will be only Jesus. It's that old adage that when you finally get down to the point that Jesus is all you have, all other the resources of provision and, and, and safety are gone, and all you have is Jesus, you learn that Jesus is all you need. This is why we're so crazy about Jesus. Only Jesus can turn water into wine. Only Jesus can calm the raging sea. Only Jesus turns five loaves and two fishes into a banquet. Only Jesus walks on the water. Only Jesus can call out the name Lazarus and he walks out of the tomb after having been dead and laid there for days. Only Jesus heals the leper and the lame. Only Jesus brings the broken into the forever family of God. This is, this is the answer when we're asked the question, what do you do when the wine runs out? The answer is, you turn to Jesus. Because he's the only one that has the authority and the power and the compassion and the love to do something about it. You know, this goes on to the next generation because... Yes, there were healings and wonderful things that happened through the disciples, but it was only in the name of Jesus that Peter and John took the man's hand at the gate called Beautiful and told him, silver and gold, we have none, but rise in the name of Jesus. It was only in the name of Jesus that Eutychus is brought back to life. It's only in the name of Jesus that prison doors are opened It's only in the name of Jesus that Paul is able to go into the room where a dead girl lies and see her come back to life again. This is why we, we are so confused with the notion 
of Jesus. And, and let me be clear. Yes, it's important that we be wise. It's important that we be prudent. It's important that we invest and that we save and that we support one another. But there will come times when, frankly, all those provisions, they're just not enough. And so the question arises for us, what do we do when the wine runs out? And there will be times when, in fact, it has, it does, and it will. Even Jesus talked about that there will be a day, a great breaking in day, that will come unexpectedly. And people will be living secure just like they are in this day. People will be given in marriage. The farmers will plow their fields and plant. The craftsmen will work at their art. And yet on that day, there'll be a breaking in. And that which keeps us safe, and that which gives us life, and that which carries us on will be Jesus himself. You know, there's one nuance, I think, in the story of the wedding of Cana that we must not miss, and that is that when Jesus told them to fill up the jars, he said, fill it to the brim. He wanted those jars to be so full that if you bumped into them, they would spill out. That where there was nothing, and then where there was simply water, there is now something abundant and sweet and good. And that is the promise of the kingdom, the promise that sustains us in this life and carries us into the next. Now, I think there is one other thing that's important for us to talk about, and that is that you don't wait for that day, but you build a relationship with Christ in this day. That now we call him Lord, that now we want to spend time with him, that now we grow deep into him. So that on that day of need, we will not be caught in a pattern of beggy prayers, but instead trust. And that every day, while we were here and that we do have provision, we are to surrender and grow deep and trust in him. I think we have an answer, don't we? You do, I do. If someone ever asks, what are you gonna do when the wine runs out? It's both simple and profound. We turn to Jesus' name.